This is the Legacy Wealth Code Podcast, helping you build long-term wealth and a lasting legacy through real estate investing, tax strategies, and motivational stories from some of the most successful and influential people out there. Here are your hosts, real estate investor and entrepreneur, Michael Notbaum and real estate investor and attorney, Andrew Hook. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Wealth Code Podcast. My name is Michael Notbaum. I'm here with my partner in crime, Andrew Hook. Hey guys, good to be back. And we are excited to present another episode really around something a little bit different than what we've been doing, but still ties directly in with what our end goal is here. And it's really, what is your legacy? And, you know, for for a lot of us, just like simply put, what is legacy? I think you almost have to take a second and go, what does that really mean? You know, and I think that for us, we've spent a lot of times this last few days actually out in Arizona with a mastermind and talking to people who are top performers in the mortgage space, in the real estate investing space, running huge real estate teams. It's funny how often the conversation comes back around to legacy. So you do all this stuff, but what does it really mean when we're not here anymore? Yeah. And I think, you know, a big component of it is also planning for your legacy, right? Because high achievers, you're you're always working on compiling assets and compiling things and working towards the next goal, but nobody really wants to think about what happens after I'm gone. What does that look like? Have I set myself up? Have I set my family and my heirs up for it? Those are all things that, you know, you take the additional step and and you plan for it. But part of what I think is really cool, which I want to dive into today, is how powerful and reflective that process of actually planning for your, you know, post-death legacy is on what you're doing now. Yeah. And I think it's one of those topics, you know, unfortunately no one really wants to think about. Sure. You know, and I, you know, I'm 41 now and I couldn't tell you, I mean, for the longest time. No one around me, you know, knock on wood, no one around me was passing away. And a couple of years ago, a, a good friend of mine, I, you know, I probably spent three, four days a week with him and out of the blue motorcycle accident passed away. The guy was probably worth, you know, he had a, a family business in the medical device industry, probably worth over a hundred million dollars. And ironically enough, didn't have any kind of estate planning, any kind of will. And to see like you know, kind of what happened with that based on the fact that, you know, you're a close friend of his, you know, his other close friends and, and to see that none of what we all knew he would want his legacy to look like is really being carried on. It's painful to watch. Yeah. I mean, it can get ugly fast too, when you bring in all those family dynamics on that stuff too. I mean, it, it really drives home the importance of, of taking this step to actually to plan for things. Yeah. So, all right, Andrew, talk to us about what is legacy in terms of just some of the simple components when, what makes it up? Well, I think the main thing that you want to go back to is kind of, it's a, it's the plan, right. Of where you want things to potentially go, but it's also more than that. I mean, you want to make sure that in certain circumstances, you're trying to avoid probate, you know, probate is a long, costly emotionally exhaustive process that that basically puts the power takes the power away from you as the person saying I want I have a desire of things to go somewhere and it puts power in the court's hands to make decisions and so a lot of times you know what what planning for your legacy is and in, in estate planning in general is how do you avoid probate how do you avoid additional taxation 
you know, and it's, it's things like you have to think about, you know, from a housing perspective, I mean, like it's as simple as if you, let's say you got married later on in life and you didn't have your spouse on title and you have a mortgage. Well, all of a sudden your spouse is saying, this is where I've lived for however long, but I'm not on title to the property. The mortgage may not be in my name. And now all of a sudden I'm getting foreclosed upon. I mean, those are, those are very real stories. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. And, and that's a simple one, but it's, it's also kind of drives home the importance of, of you have to think about these things. And so, you know, I don't want to go super deep into what these things look like per se, because that's really for an estate planning attorney to, to sit down and go with you. But, you know, thinking about what happens to your LLCs or your properties, you know, thinking about what happens to your, to your bank accounts, to your, you know, a lot of people have like car collections, for example. I mean, those are things that become entangled. You know, if you own boats, if you own, you know, significant jewelry, all those things should really be accounted for and they should have a plan as to where they want them to go. And, you know, it's, there's some people that they're updating their stuff. Like every time the wind blows, you know, I got to change my will or I got in a spat with this person and I'm going to change what it is. You know, I don't promote doing that type of thing, but, but thinking about and laying out an outline and a general idea of like, you know, Hey, these things are going to roll over to my trust and that'll get taken care of through my trust. And and maybe I have a list of personal properties. I say like, Hey, this heirloom is really important to my nephew, for example. And I want him to have that. You know, you can get as specific as that on those type of things. But overall, it's, you know, uh, I think the the main things you want to do are, are make sure that you have, you've sort of spelled out where you want things to go so that you have control over that. And then you're also making sure that you're not, you're not sending your family through a long, cumbersome process to have to probate those assets. And, and now it's years, months, years before they can get access to anything. And, you know, it, it just creates headaches. Well, that and I think you also, unfortunately, you, you know, by neglecting to do this, you end up putting people into a position where you have family disputes. Yeah. You know, I've got a couple friends that, you know, his stepdad was well, dad got remarried. So he had a stepmom. And his, you know, the stepmom basically kind of ran everything after they got remarried because he was an adult and, but he's still close to his dad Mm -hmm. and passed away. And sure enough, like there just wasn't anything really written, Yeah, you know? And so the, the wife was still alive. So she got it all and just basically didn't give them anything. Yeah. And it's, you know, I can't imagine that most people would look back and say, I wish I would have done that the same way. You know, they, I'm sure they would want to do it differently. And I think big part of it's just knowledge. Well, and I agree. And I, and I think you, you know, the last thing you want to do is, you know, if you've, if you've lived your life in a, in a capacity of, I've tried to, to do everything I can for those around me and for the people that you're going to leave assets to. And now you die and it's a complete mess. I mean, that it's a little bit of a tarnish on you, you know? And, and I mean, I think about most you know, I think in most families, you ha- kind of have that dynamic of one person may pay the bills and, and manage cash flow and that type of thing, while somebody else focuses on other things. But, you know, like access to bank accounts, access to credit card statements to, to your mortgage company. I mean, those are things that like, you know, maybe only one person's really doing that in a household and the other isn't really thinking about that side of things. And now all of a sudden, if they're slapped in the face with, man, this is real, I got I to gotta figure this out. 
you've left them with a mountain of problems that they have to unwind and privacy concerns. And I mean, think about, you don't know the password or something, good luck getting into it. And you're not getting somebody on the phone in today's world. So, you know, it's again, as simple as some of these things sound, it, the, the, the ramifications on them are real at the end. So You could end up like that guy, the Bitcoin guy that forgot his password. <laughs> I think he's got like two more attempts and he's out like $300 million. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do in that scenario. That's, like, that's, you know, that's serious situation. stress. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. The, the the technology now that is embedded in a lot of this stuff, probate is one of those things like bank accounts. What What's the process? Like if, say that somebody doesn't have anything, what's that process look like to try to even just get access to bank accounts? I mean, it, it, you literally have to probate that. So you have to you have to find somebody who is an heir and they have to open a court case and, and, and go take that to the court and submit this claim and say, hey, there's an asset here of you know, however many thousands of dollars are in this bank account and nobody can get to it. And, you know, and that's a, just to kind of give you an example of how easy some of this stuff is, like you go and you designate a secondary signer or you designate a trans transferee on death on a bank account. And those, those sidestep it right there. I mean, that's literally walking into your bank branch and having a conversation with your banker and saying, I got to take care of this thing. It's going to take me half hour to do, but you by doing that, you would have just saved, you know, your family or whoever's going to have to deal with it afterward, probably thousands of dollars and, and, you know, major headaches and time. So, yeah. And probably what, six months, something like that. Yeah. Four or five months, six months. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. You know, I, I think uh, kind of jumping forward to what I think is sort of the fun part about this podcast and, and kind of the thought of this as a whole is one of the things that's very helpful when you're doing this is the legacy letter. And so do you want to you want to jump in and kind of talk about the legacy letter? Yeah. So, you know, talking to a couple people over the last week, I really was unfamiliar with what a legacy letter was. And talking to people, you know, just seeing kind of the emotion around it, to me, it was something that I was like, man, I got to do some research. I got to figure out what what is this? And, you know, when we think about legacy, it's not just about money. It's not just about, I'm leaving my house to my kids, you know, leaving my bank accounts to, you know, whoever it is I want, you know, to leave my cars or boats, et cetera. But it's like, what is your name? What do you want your name to live on as? So what is important to you now? You know, whether it's giving to a certain charity that's you, that you're passionate about. And I think the people that obviously mean the most to you know this about you. And, uh, you know, so really it's, it's getting purposeful about putting a letter together that just outlines everything, family stories, traditions. I want this to be carried on during, you know, certain, you know, certain occasions during the year, whatever that is, it's going to be different for everyone. But when you start to really think about it, you know, I think this is a very emotional exercise to do. But when you see the end result, I mean, you're, you're basically envisioning what you want people to think about you when you're not here anymore. And I know I've talked about this before with that Living Forward book where you write your own eulogy. Yeah, I was just so going to say that. It, it's kind of along those lines, but I think this is at a much deeper level. The eulogy is like, you know, this is the things I would want to say, I would want someone to say about me that I'm, you know, that I've done here while I'm on earth. The legacy piece is what, how do I envision this carrying on when I'm not here? Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you brought the eulogy thing up because that's exactly what I was thinking of as you were talking. But, you know, I, 
to me, this is so powerful and it's, it is something that I think you probably in your life will write this more than once and and probably rightfully should write it more than once. Cause I think, you know, every five to 10 years, as you sort of change and your, and your family changes and what that looks like, you're going to reevaluate some of these things and and you're going to figure out, you know, priorities look maybe a little different than they do today down the road. And, but I think it's such a powerful tool to, you know, it almost helps you guide what you're focused on to some extent. And and if, if we can determine like, Hey, these are the things that are so important to me. And this is what I want things to look like after my death. You know, maybe I'm reformulating where I'm spending my time, what I'm investing in, you know, all, all those kind of things that are shaping where you're going without really thinking about it. And I think if you're purposeful about that, it it really is a is a very cool exercise to do and, and to think about. Well, I think you hit it on the head. So this is it's kind of a dual dual purpose exercise, right? I mean, you you have something that you know you can share with your loved ones, the people that you intend to carry on your legacy about what you really envision it looking like. I think it starts to get their mindset, you know, understanding really what's what's important to you and maybe you know hopefully understanding what's important to them them and you know so on and so forth but if you think about exactly what you just said being being purposeful about what your legacy is will drastically change what you're doing right now you know what are we doing what are we investing in what am i you know is what i'm these investments that i'm considering are they actually helping propel me forward towards what i actually envision you know and and legacy is obviously your what you want to carry on, but are these things moving me in the j- direction that will help me carry that on? Yeah. You know, because you don't want to just, I did all this and then I'm gone and now not, hopefully it pans out. Hopefully you're here long enough enjoying the things that are most important to you. But I think it's just a constant reminder of, am I doing those things to move towards that goal? Yeah. And I mean, the other thing that comes to mind for me too is sort of the sentimental value of this in, in, a, in a sense as well. I mean, where... If you think about, you know, I'm sure everybody's seen movies where they sit down and do like a will reading type thing. And it's very like, oh, this goes to you, this goes to you. And, and you know, not that that really happens in real life per se, but you, you, when you break down estate documents, they're boring, right? I mean, they, they say where things are going and they're important, but they're boring. And I mean, I'm for, very fortunate to still have both my parents, but like, I think about like, you know, when my parents pass away, like I would much rather have some handwritten or typed note that talks about, you know, what's important to them and recollecting on things that were, that were key to them. And there's a personal touch to that, like that that you'll hold on to forever at that point versus just, Hey, here's, here's a document that spells out where things are to go. You know, and I, I think that's really important too, as you think about, you know, it's almost like you help your family grasp it a little bit in the grieving process. So. Well, yeah. And I mean, I remember talking to one of our mentors this week and he, he said, I, I did this legacy letter and, you know, I'm not going to share it with everyone. You know, there's pretty transparent about most stuff, but he's like, you know, you guys, I'm sure would all cry, you know, reading it and, and we're not even the ones closest to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I never think of him as like a super emotional person and to know that it got that deep. I think it kind of brings something else out of out of yourself mm-hmm. about, you know, we're all high energy, high running. Let's move on to the next deal. Let's find the next dollar. It probably 
you know, in, in a lot of cases brings you to a pretty grounded place where you're like, all right, what's, what's the most important thing I can do today to be able to move towards what those goals are for tomorrow? Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff, real estate investing and try to drive home how important it is to analyze deals. And I mean, at the end of the day, all of those fundamentals are important, but it's what are you doing to make sure you're on track for what you actually care about? And it's different for everyone. Sure. To put you on the spot, because I know we haven't actually done this exercise, but give me a Cliff Notes version of what's in your your legacy letter. Man, so that's, you know, my parents have been married for 52 years. And, you know, my dad is one of my best friends, probably my best friend. And, you know, for me, it's it's being the kind of man he is. So I think that it's about being kind to people, you know, taking time to listen to people, be patient, always be there, you know, to lend a hand to, you know, and I, I try to even do it to strangers. I mean, I, I'm very, a very giving person. So I think that that's a big component of it. And it ties into why we really created this. You know, mm-hmm. I think that the legacy wealth code, I'm a hundred percent confident. It doesn't matter what your background is. You can become wealthy through real estate and not saying money is everything, but you know, when you build a legacy that you want to carry on, carrying on a legacy that, you know, you enable to pe- the people that you care the most about to be able to invest in the things that mattered to you to carry that on. I think there has to be a wealth piece associated with it. You know, so I think that, you know, just kind of doing that, you know, basically showing my my daughter what it's like to actually, you know, be a smart business owner and then also don't let it go to your head. Mm-hmm. Give back to the people who need it. You know, lend a helping hand, but don't just give away to give away. I I'm definitely not a proponent of if you don't want to help yourself, I'm not I'm not helping you. You got, you know, I'm I'll 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 meet you halfway type scenario. So I think that that's like yeah. a big a big piece of it for me. It's not, you know, I don't need to, you know, go down with a 100 million dollar mansion and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it yeah, be awesome, but that's not what's most important to me. Die with zero, right? Die with zero. Yeah. Yep. I'd probably lose it in a poker game anyway. So <laughs> call well, Andrew and I'd the, be living on his couch. The, like, I just, Mike, you I, just had $3 billion last week. I just week. figured wow. out the name of your biography. It's going to be called The Last Hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in until the river. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so what What about you? What does yours look like? I mean, that it's tough. I mean, obviously I'd want to... I'd want to touch on things with my kids and and explain to them how important that I think that finding what you're truly passionate about is. You know, it's one of those things that I think for me is taken a little longer than I would have maybe hoped for to to figure out what it is truly that I'm passionate about versus just having like a job and something to provide for my family. And so, you know, I would love for them to learn that experience earlier on in their life and and really, you know, make sure that that's kind of one of their driving beacons, you know, stuff to my, my wife, my, you know, the, the rest of my family, just, you know, I think reiterating how much they've helped shape me and help, you know, formulate where I've gone with things and, and their support has just been, you know, an incredible blessing to have. And, and, you know, so I think those things are important, but I, you know, I, I also want to make sure that, you know, things that I care about are taking, taking are looked after, you know, as, as, a as a heart survivor, you know, the, the heart association has been an important thing for me and making sure that, you know, there's some money going to them and some support 
that that you know not even money just volunteering support and that type of stuff is you know continues on as part of my legacy make a wish is something that we've become pretty active in as a family and and you know another incredible organization you know those type of things i think i would really want to make sure that they continue to get supported and looked after as well but you know all around i think it's you know the the message of who who I am when I go, I, I would like it to be somebody that, you know, has helped other people, cared enough to to try to step in and help when I could and, and get people from A to Z from a standpoint of, you know, being stuck or, or whatever the scenario is, just needing a helping hand and, and you know, being, you know, I, I, I hate how divided our world and our country is right now. And I, at the end of the day, I always go back to the fact that we're all humans, you know, and everybody's just trying to exist and, and yep. get through the day. And those are the messages I would want to leave, have read loud and clear in that. And hopefully that, hopefully that imparts people to, you know, kind of continue down those paths. So, I mean, that's powerful. You know, it's one of those things, you know, just kind of in, in wrapping this up, because we don't want it to be, you know, a super depressing <laughs> podcast, but I think it's one that you can really take to heart and and hopefully it provides some real value in your life. But those people that matter the most that we keep talking about, are we telling them how much what they've provided or meant to us in our lives now? Are we telling them now enough? Yeah. You know, I think that that's probably something I know I'm negligent of it. And, you know, I I think that there's always room to improve that, but I'm sure that those people hearing it more frequently, it's it's got to mean a lot. Yeah. No, I think so. And I, and I, again, I can't, I can't drive home how much I think and how important I think this exercise really is. And, you know, I'm old school. I, I like the pen and the paper feel and, and that makes my, my mind work. And I'm excited to do this myself and this exercise. And, and while I'm doing it, really think about kind of, you know, where I'm at versus where I want to go and how, and you know, what I might tweak and trying to get there just, just from sitting down to write this and what I've learned from that. So. Yeah. And so we'll put in the show notes, a couple different links to some resources where you can actually, it pretty much step-by-step -step walks you through how to put together one of these legacy letters. I think it's a super important exercise, just kind of echoing what Andrew was saying. And in closing, I would like to say that this legacy piece is extremely tough for me this week. I'm going to a celebration of life tomorrow for a close friend. And I think that, you know, as I've really thought about this stuff more than normal, you know, given the situation and then also being part of this mastermind where it was brought up quite a bit. You know, Chase, we're, we love you, man, and we miss you every day. And we're definitely going to carry on your legacy as the best we can. I think that's all we can do. Awesome closing message. All right. Till next time, guys. Onward. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Legacy Wealth Code podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe now and never miss an episode. Until next time. Onward.